There's no gambling at Bushwood. That story in a moment. Fire Lisa Taos and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business. You can make your deal online at dealvolkswagen.com or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, right in the heart of the Gables. Or give Anna and the team at Deal a call at 305-448-DEEL. Jettas, Passats, Tiguans, Atlas models, and the hottest vehicle in the industry, the new Taos, all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one Volkswagen dealership around, Deal Volkswagen. If our suspicions are correct, it may have been Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, who told Tom Brady through his helmet headset to take a knee and kill the final two minutes of clock against Philadelphia last week. What once was considered the cardinal sin in the National Football League, and in all sports for that matter, now has become as important a part of the fiber of NFL success as having a top-notch quarterback. Curiously, during NFL game telecast, there is now a crawl advising viewers to gamble responsibly followed by a series of what used to be insignificant statistical data aimed to appease fantasy players and help them determine the outcome of their bets. Gamble responsibly? Seems like an oxymoron because let's face it, if someone was going to gamble responsibly, they would simply hang on to their money, go to the grocery store and spend it, watch the game, have a couple of beers and not gamble at all. But as taboo as it was for Jimmy the Greek to mention point spreads and odds while giving his picks on the old NFL Today show on CBS, it seems the sole purpose of these preview shows is to point you in the direction of the nearest bookmaking site to take advantage of the incredible free bonus opportunity available to those who sign up for the first time. Consider this. If these gambling entities now sponsoring the NFL thought you were some expert handicapper that was going to win week after week, they would not be offering you an initial deposit to match up to $1,000 if they figured you were going to win in the long haul. Anyone who has been in a survivor pool knows how difficult it is to even pick a single winner on a weekly NFL card without factoring in the point spread. Putting the points in play ratchets up the degree of difficulty exponentially, a factor that makes things like Brady taking a knee particularly frustrating. If you were on Tampa Bay that night, laying seven points, you essentially did everything right. However much money you wagered on the Bucks, laying the points was well meant, and you were sitting on a cinch score, except when Brady kneeled down and answered a prayer for the Philly backers by giving them the win against the spread. We were being facetious about Goodell having a hand in it, but with most of the money on Tampa in that game, the commission's partners were about to take a serious bath with a Buccaneers cover. At what point will the league simply put its business ahead of its integrity, as if it hasn't in many other areas already, and look to do the books a favor? A long time ago, I interviewed a baseball GM who told me the number one concern in sports is for fans to know all games are contested on the level. That was before sports leagues took on bookies as their partners. Not sure we have seen an extreme yet with a coach, executive, or even the commissioner wanting to influence the outcome of a game against the point spread. But if you wanted to ensure against it, there would be no need to warn the fragile audience who's watching to make sure they gamble responsibly. Jeff DeForest for the DeForest Files. Welcome to After Hours here on the Believe Podcast Network. Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz. Very happy you guys caught up with us in our first week here with Believe. And we start out another week 
in glorious fashion, or at least uh, so we hope. Of course, we originate <laughs> from South Florida, which is the city of false hope. Yes. And we've been selling false hope to people here forever. And uh, it's uh, been great being here over the last 40 years. So Luby hasn't been alive that long, but he's been here his whole life. And it seems like so has this gentleman that's going to be our special (laughs) guest today to help us try and dissect matters of the occult, like how a team can tank two years ago and in the midstream of year number three be as awful as the Miami Dolphins are. And we'll talk about many things with the distinguished columnist from the Sun Sentinel and uh, still, I mean, uh, a local treasure here. Not only because the Sun Sentinel still exists, hey, the paper's gotten kind of thin, but because uh, he does a dynamite job and is uh, almost personally carrying the entire sports section right now. Well, he and a gentleman named Ira Winderman, who writes three or four pages of copy each day about the Miami Heat. We welcome uh, the well diversified <laughs> and uh, just outstanding prize Pulitzer Prize winning columnist, the great Dave Hyatt, joins us here on the show. I think, uh, is a Pulitzer the only prize that, that uh, has dodged you to this point? You've won just about everything else. Well, I think I won the Nobel Prize, too, didn't I? I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I was like, did he win a Pulitzer? Just throw it in. Nobody what's wrong with the Dolphins. Yeah, you, you would win a Nobel Nobody Prize. Fact, no, don't, don't put nice. that on me that I'm going to that I'm gonna solve the Miami Dolphins here. Do not put that on me. <laughs> uh, it's like when I asked uh, Jonas Salk, hey, hey, can you come up with something to fight this polio? And I said, yeah, sure, give me a little time. But, uh, no, a, a tough question to answer. And, and South Florida, uh, for the uh, uninitiated. I, I don't know. The people listening around the country and around the world here on the Believe Podcast Network may not be familiar uh, with uh, the, the overall uh, MO of South Florida, which uh, it's a place uh, that either entertains dreamers, dreamers come here, and scam artists. Yes. And yes. Uh, wow, I mean, uh, the Dolphins were dreamers and so were their fans. And we we bought into it, Dave Hyde, a couple of years ago when Chris Greer and Brian Flores came here and we thought, wow, they're finally going to straighten things out. And then they stripped down his team uh, down to uh, absolutely its most uh, naked essence and said they were going to build it back up. They had all this draft capital, which uh, they've been using in a variety of fashions, including picking a lot of players that uh, even Stevie Wonder would have passed on. <laughs> but uh, what kind of scam is this that's going on exactly. right now? Is it as desperate as it appears at one and six uh, after another bitter defeat at the hands of the Atlanta Falcons yesterday at Hard Rock Stadium? I, I think this is the ultimate uh, uh, pyramid scheme where you, you it's it, wow. every it's two years out all the time. You know, yeah, it, it'll all come back. It'll you know just stay with us. I, I, are we sure they're not tanking this year again? I mean, they liked it so much. Maybe, it maybe they're tanking they exactly. Tank. This is way worse than the yeah. tanking. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even tank properly. They got the fifth no. pick. If they could, they could have Joe Burrow now. You know, but who you know. They got so many problems. I don't even know where to start with them. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> the front office is a mess. The coaching, they, you know, this uh, merry-go-round of who's calling the plays and running the offense and what offense they're running. And that's even before we get to all the draft picks that are, it's either the slowest developing draft <laughs> classes in the history of the NFL, or they're just, they're, they're just guys. They're just, you know, this whole, scheme built upon uh, you know getting a lot of draft picks it sounds good but you got to turn those draft picks into players exactly how many bitter twitter wars have you been in with dolphin fans it's like the pentangeli defense uh you know where, where uh, well uh, you know they offered me a deal uh 
you know, defending the Dolphins is not easy, but uh, how ugly has it been? Because uh, you're more in touch with the Twitter world than uh, Luby and I are. Um, well, I, I tweet my stuff out, but I don't engage very much in, in that world. Um, Wise choice. I was going to say, he doesn't yeah, really battle. Yeah, I, 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 once in a while, I, 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 uh, forget about it. You're going to lose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It's, it's a losing, it's a sinkhole once you get in exactly. it, right? So why even, yeah. why even step in? So, but but uh, you know the the forget Twitter. The Dolphins are just a mess. They're, they're as much a mess as they've been uh, over the last two decades. I mean, it's it's, it's yep. a. I'm just numb right now to the issues, you know, because here we go again. Now we'll uh, now you you hear things like, well, has Brian Flores lost the team? Will Chris Greer be back? How do they? How does Steve Ross solve this? All the questions we've had. Over, you know, the third years of regimes, as you see the the, the great descent starting. Uh, this is After Hours with Defund Luby right here in the Believe Podcast Network. We're talking to the one and only Dave Hyde. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow him, hit him up on Twitter at Dave Hyde Sports. Well, that's the question is, even when the Dolphins do these rebuilds, they still never do it right. Like, you kept Chris Greer on, so you didn't get a new GM because he was a part of the last half that was a, a disaster. And then you bring in Flores. It feels like Greer's probably going to be gone, but you don't know what's going to happen with Flores. What are your thoughts on the possible changes for the Miami Dolphins? Should they just clean house? Do you see them cleaning house? Do you see them doing nothing? <laughs> I, I'm out of answers. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, <laughs> for the past two decades, I've always said, well, here's what they need to do. Here's what they need. Yeah. And now, you know, I... You know, it, it all comes down to getting the right guy picking the players. That's the most important guy in any regime, you know, until you get the franchise quarterback or, you know, you get six or seven Pro Bowl players. Um, and then the coach becomes important. But but picking the players is what it's all about and, and building a roster is what it's all about. You can find coaches. You can find um, – you know, other guys in the regime, but if, if it starts there and then with the, with the dolphins, it's, you know, I did, I did a column on Sunday about their problems with just guys out of the Western region, just, just players in the last decade, they have taken out West or not taken and misread. And you go back to, uh, Jonathan Martin, and you know, a central figure in Bullygate, who had, who had, and it's come out. He had serious emotional issues, um, and and the Dolphins didn't know that. Then the next year, they trade up for Deion Jordan, who had other issues that the Dolphins didn't know about, and other teams did. And you know, it, it continues all the way to, you know, this regime. They traded a second round pick for Josh Rosen. They uh, took Austin J- Jackson out of Southern Cal, um, Rosen, obviously from UCLA. Um, they, Austin Jackson, their left tackle, of the future, who's now moved to left guard and not looking very good there. And, and then the draft here, I mean, you know, two is playing well the last couple games, but it doesn't override the idea of his injury questions and the fact Justin Herbert's the star. And there was a guy in Oregon again, you look at the West, and something's wrong with their scouting and decision making. <laughs> they said and, screw it. <laughs> and then, you know, that's sort of a shortcut to problems in the in the in the franchise as Great, a whole. Uh, South Florida Sun Sentinel columnist uh, Dave Hyde, syndication. Uh, you know, uh, certainly 
I, you are syndicated in like a zillion cities, are you not, Dave Hyde? I mean, you're all over the place, so, which is great. I don't think anybody's yeah. syndicated anymore, Defo. They just throw our no, stuff out of the wire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're lucky to have a typewriter <laughs> at this point. Uh, no, I know the feeling. I, I understand. It's a, it's a changing uh, media that uh, we're working in here. Uh, well, and it's hard to conjure up the idea that the highlight and the most significant moment in Dolphin history over the last two decades was Richie Incognito throwing a bologna sandwich <laughs> in the lunchroom <laughs> at Jonathan Martin and uh, making everybody aware of the uh, notion that uh, th this team was absolute garbage and, and was destined for failure for a long, long time. Uh, very, very hard to accept. Can we blame the tuna? That was our theory today because we're trying to trace blame back as far as we can. And the tuna, of course, he was at Hard Rock Stadium yesterday, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. Still chucking a rock for the Atlanta Falcons at a very high level. I, I thought he looked pretty good in a ball game yesterday, Matty Ice. And uh, sure enough, he beats the Miami Dolphins uh, with a last-second drive, something that he's been known for. And uh, Dolphin quarterbacks have been inept at to get going all the way back to Jay Fiedler. But uh, can we blame the tuna for, for taking Jake Long and not taking Matt Ryan? Because one bad move begats another. And, and it seems like that mistake uh, has haunted the Dolphins for – how many years has Ryan been playing? Like 30? He's been in the league since George Bland. Yeah, at least 30, yeah. 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 I, I did a story once on Bill Parcells befriending and helping, a, a great deed, helping a homeless guy. Um, he, he was actually was selling, believe it, or, yes. believe it or not, Sun Sentinel newspapers on the street. And uh, Parcells would drive up to the, the stoplight where he sold them each day on his way into work, and they struck up, <laughs> as strange as it sounds, at, at red lights, they struck up a, a relationship through months and, and years. And anyways, to get to your point, one of the questions that came up was Parcells asked this homeless guy, should he take Matt Ryan or Jake Long? Should he take the quarterback or the left tackle? And the homeless guy said he should take the left tackle. And so I always blame the homeless, <laughs> the homeless guy, guy for, for <laughs> Blame it on the dead guy. That's one of my things. Always blame it on the dead guy. He can't answer back. <laughs> But, yeah, how about yesterday in the Dolphins game? They had Matt Ryan to play the game. Dolphins have just taken the lead with a little over two minutes to go. And Matt Ryan throws a beautiful sideline pass, perfect to, you know, there's one end of 2008, and they throw it to Kyle Pitts, who yeah. the Dolphins passed on. And, and look, Jalen Wall is a good player. He's a good pick. But Kyle Pitts. Pitts is showing you he's a star, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he has the right offense. He has the right quarterback. He has a lot of things going for him, but you know, yesterday he was the best player on the field and he made the biggest pass for Matt Ryan. That's one end of the spectrum for dolphins nightmares. And on the other end, there's Kyle Pitts looking like a number one receiver. Well, he's destined for greatness. I, I already put in my vote for him for Ken because Luby deemed him a bust for his first five games, even though he had like 37 catches and uh, looked the part of a budding NFL superstar. Uh, Dave Hyde, South Florida Sun Sentinel columnist uh, with us here on the Believe Podcast Network. It's after hours with uh, Defo and Luby. All right, uh, you know this, and we've discussed this many, many times in the various interviews we've done over the years, uh, whatever format we happen to be on, David, uh, and that is that South Florida as a sports entity is, uh, A, the strangest uh, market, uh, if you want to put it in business terms, to figure out. And, uh, B, it is also the town without pity. So I noticed this uh, in my research uh, for this podcast. Uh, you had uh, the uh, Panthers uh, now at 5-0 and taking on the Arizona Coyotes, who 
are, are not much of an entity. I didn't even know they were still in the league. <laughs> and uh, yet, uh, you know, been a horrible franchise. But it doesn't matter. Your team's 5-0. and They're rolling. They, they finally look like, after selling us false hope for decades, uh, they finally look like uh, they're going to actually be a factor in the NHL this year, even though it's obviously extremely early. But um, tickets on the glass with your nose pressed at a glass for tonight's Panther game were selling online for like 18 bucks. <laughs> and it seemed like uh, whomever had these tickets was more than willing to part with them because uh, it wasn't like there was like two or one available. Hey, I got a single here, Joe. You want it? Uh, I mean, like dozens of tickets being offered for 18 bucks to sit on the glass at a Panther game tonight with a 5-0 and team. Uh, what? What? I mean, what does that tell you? Are we getting even more indifferent than we have been in the past in terms of a sports entity here in South Florida with the fan base? No, I, I think that is indicative of a franchise that for a quarter century, a quarter century has been not just mediocre but awful. I, I mean, it's not like overnight people are going to say, oh, wow, I'm a hockey fan again. The, the Panthers haven't won a playoff series since '96. That's that's unbelievable, um, and they've been in only a handful of playoffs. Meanwhile, they it's just a revolving cast of of disappointment, really. And and so now they got look they 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 are set up to succeed. They should have a great year, and not only that, a sustained run here. Uh, Joel Quinville is coach. Bill Zito is general manager. Are are making great moves and 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 building things properly and, and then you have a guy like uh, Alexander Barkov and and really the two I, I don't know as good Spencer Knight's only played one game but he, you can tell he's going to be a star and in goal and uh, this Finnish rookie another 20 year old Lundell Anton Lundell has been great and so um, yes they're going to be a factor in the NHL spring in the playoffs but they've been this franchise has been beaten down fans so long that to think that overnight everybody's going to come out and start watching them again is, is uh, you know misreading any market but especially this one it really does look empty in there uh, <laughs> the games that I've watched so far that have been at home uh, and it's yeah. uh Somewhat of a surprise uh, because there was some promise uh, displayed last year. Uh, they did finally make the postseason. They ran into the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Dave Hyde of the Sun Sentinel, uh, they had the age-old excuse, well, you know what, uh, we got knocked down the first round, but they went on to win the Stanley Cup, so we were playing the champion, and, and they were competitive uh, in there against the Lightning. That They also had this early season win on the road against the defending Stanley Cup champs, uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And, and it gets back to a thing. I mean, we're talking about all these sorry situations here in South Florida, Dave. I mean, have you applied at the Tampa Tribune yet? Or are they also <laughs> on the ropes as a media entity? I mean, that has become Champa Bay. It's absolutely insane yes. what they're uh, able to do. I, I, I mean, they have the same pathetic baseball situation as we do here in South Florida. And maybe even uh, to a larger degree of, of having all of the components that you would need that would lead to just flat-out failure. And uh, yet they're, they're in the World Series uh, and uh, late in the playoffs, uh, year after year after year. Yeah, that's become. I, I feel like uh, you know the great Gatsby. The, the, the Nick looks across the bay at the blinking light and dreams of boy, that'd be beautiful to be at that rich house. That's that's how I look at Tampa Bay right now, looking across wow. the state and longingly over um, 
you know, it's always interesting to me. People, you talk about Twitter, you, you just enjoy ripping the teams because um, it's, it's good for business. And I, no, it's not good for business. It's bad for business to have bad teams in your city. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at, look yeah. at the Patriots. They, they, the, the, the people covering the Patriots have written best-selling books about them, and, and yes. meanwhile, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just hoping to get through a blog on on the Dolphins. With that. <laughs> How'd you do it down like 25-year history of Schuler or whatever that book was that you put out there? That, that was great. Yeah, I did. A, I did a uh, well, I did a book on the '72 Dolphins that I need to get back out there. Um, it, it literally, and and you talk about the fate. Um, it it the, the books burned up in a warehouse, literally after wow. <laughs> after wow. after uh, wow. selling four or five thousand of them, and then uh, who who torched so... them? Stephen Ross was he implicated at all? <laughs> the a convenient warehouse fire, Dave Hyde. Exactly. I mean, it sounds a little suspect yeah, on a show like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, yeah, who, who who's the next champion I write about? Look, we got the Heat. They've been uh, good for good for sports writing business. They're a f- fun team. Excellence is always the best thing to cover, and they've been excellent under Pat Riley and Spolster and all them. And uh, um, maybe the Panthers become that team too. Uh, but uh, football Saturdays and Sundays in South Florida aren't uh, aren't sunshine. No, you're resigned to the idea that they're going to lose, and that uh, you're going to have to consider whether or not to put up the three hundred for that. Banner that uh, gets dragged behind the planes over the beach there, where you're wondering if the plane is going to go down in any second there, right on a pier, and uh, whack out a couple of fishermen. And uh, yet, there's a sign: Fire Manny Diaz, Flores must go. Yeah. Uh, Greer to the rear, please. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it, it's almost worth it to uh, just go ahead and make that kind of statement here in South Florida, which uh, has become a very sorry city uh, on the uh, gridiron. Uh, the Heat always uh, give it a shot. Pat Riley looked like, yeah, and you've known Pat a long time, Pat Riley, the great Pat Riley. And uh, he, he looked like he had a little more bounce in his step because uh, I, I think not only did he sign a bunch of guys that looked like they could knock you out in an alley, but uh, I believe that Adam Silver has approved the use of the foreign object while games are in session. <laughs> no, he got some tough guys to come in here. I mean, uh, they started out one and one. Uh, they shellacked Milwaukee uh, in a real stunning performance and then uh, came back and lost on, on the road. I, I'm not sure how much to make of that. It's early on in the NBA season. And uh, even at this point, you only have like a handful of uh, undefeated teams. But, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like they're, they're primed and, and ready to go. And at least as a franchise and people around the country can appreciate this, as long as your team is making an honest effort to be good every year, I mean, uh, you're going to have respect for that club. Yeah, that's what I love about the Heat. They don't throw away seasons. They don't say we're in a three-year rebuild or a two-year. Re- they say we're going to put out our best team this year and then we're going to if we're, we'll make decisions, we'll figure it out in the next off season if we need to improve. And, and instead of, uh, we're going to trade everything for draft picks. Uh, how about work out for Philadelphia 76ers or the dolphins or yeah. anything. That's a, that's a, you know, you're selling hope for three years down the line. And as, as a, a couple former NFL GM said to me, boy, I'd love an owner who would say, you know, come back, check back in three years and see if we're any good. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's true. Yeah, we're hoping we still have this gig uh, exactly. in three years. Uh, that, that would be uh, miraculous. Dave Hyde uh, of the uh, South Florida Sun Sentinel, outstanding columnist. Uh, now, where can people around the country here? Because uh, we're addressing uh, all new horizons here on the Believe Podcast Network, and it's been going great so far. Uh, can they log on somewhere and find your work, David? 
Yeah, just sunsentinel.com, Defoe, or uh, Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Dave Hyde Sports. Very nice. Uh, now, do you have to put up the buck on the uh, Twitter thing, or is that just <laughs> on the Sun Sentinel? Because uh, you know my steadfast <laughs> refusal to any up that one dollar that the Sun Sentinel is looking for. I mean, here I'm paying Maybe thousands we- for the New York Post to be delivered to my door, and I'm afraid to whack there, up one dollar. There is uh, South Florida. There's South exactly. Florida in a handle. Exactly. People yes. won't let go of where they lived. 50 years ago, <laughs> they still think that's the center of the universe. And yeah. uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, they the, the Panthers tickets go for 18 bucks against the glass. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm all about the uh, Joe Willie guarantee. <laughs> and, of course, Roger hitting 61 there against Tracy Staller. <laughs> And uh, knocking that one out of the park to eclipse the Bambino. Dave, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, always great stuff. Uh, we, we thank you so much for being a guest with us on After Hours here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks for having me, Defo. See you, Luby. Be well, Mr. Hyde. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Dave Hyde, Believe Podcast Network, our special guest today on this fine Monday edition of the program. And uh, Luby, all, all kinds of good stuff happening here on After Hours and uh, many things. Uh, now, are you equipped today uh, with an editorial commentary, your usual yes. powerful editorial commentary known as Luby's Law? You will have a Defo Files, You will, which you already heard, actually. Defo Files uh, precede preceded our conversation with Dave Hyatt, and we wrap it up with Luby's Law, and I talk about the anatomy of a failed rebuild. You can only wonder where I'm going with that. Well, this is a disaster here. I mean, like a complete collapse. I don't want to make uh, an ugly reference to, to uh, you know, like buildings collapsing, but wow. I mean, uh, this is just uh, an implosion, the likes of which you can't even imagine. One in six uh, for our own hometown team here, the Miami Dolphins. It, it did strike me, I, I meant what I said in that uh, DeForest Files today, not that I don't always mean what I say there, but every now <laughs> and then you can tell people if you listen to them <laughs> and groping for a conclusion. But uh, nonetheless, uh, that was an oddity to see on the crawl in, in the game that was telecast yesterday in our local market was, unfortunately, Dolphins and Atlanta Falcons. But on the crawl, I mean, the number one thing, the most prominent thing being displayed, uh, not scores, not games that are upcoming, not stats, but a crawl saying, if you're going to gamble on National Football League games, this is by, brought to you by DraftKings. It says DraftKings around. Their logo's there, right? They're, they're telling you subliminally to send it in on these games, and they're issuing the warning there. Well, if you're going to gamble, gamble responsibly, which is an impossibility. It's an oxymoron. It's uh, the antithesis uh, of each other. You cannot gamble and be responsible. Well, it's like you guys always say, that's why it's called gambling and not winning. Like, if it was responsible, yes. it'd be called winning. It's called gambling. It's very Why high you risk. Why think uh, every uh, ad uh, and come on has, uh, you know, the uh, idea, the caveat of, uh, you know what? Uh, we'll match your initial deposit up to 25 grand. Exactly. Really? They're going to give me 25 grand to play with because they know I'm going to lose it. I, I, that's that's insane, huh? Pretty much. That would be the way to make money, though, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, for just sure. keep be depositing like 25 grand in various accounts. Burn the twenty-five that they match. I don't know. Do you have to bet your own money first before they give you the twenty-five grand? That could be. There must be all kinds of uh, disclaimers associated with that. It would look like one of those pharmaceutical ads. It may cause uh, incessant diarrhea. <laughs> All right, on that note, uh, a Luby's Law on tap here. We're uh, talking about the uh, dissection of a fish, right? We're going to scale the fish. (laughs) The mackerels uh, go down last night. Uh, After Hours with Defoe and Luby, Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz on the Believe Podcast Network. The anatomy of a failed rebuild. More after this. 
recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. The law, my boy, puts us into everything. It's the ultimate backstage pass. Four person charging defendant Aaron Hernandez. What say you, Madam Four person? Guilty. Just the facts, ma'am. We, the jury, find the defendant Orenthal James Simpson not guilty. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, all truth, that nothing but the truth? Certainly. What have I got to lose? Don't believe a word he says, Your Honor. He's crazy. Quite often hear the term rebuild when it comes to sports. When a team takes a turn toward failure, the organization needs to start over and build anew. That's been the case for years for the Miami Dolphins, as it has so many other teams. The idea to rebuild isn't horrible. The problem is it takes the right executives to make the right moves to turn a loser into a winner. What happens so often as is clearly evident with the Dolphins. The wrong person can leave an organization somehow worse off than before the magical rebuild. The Dolphins, at the beginning of the rebuild, had a franchise left tackle, franchise safety, franchise cornerback, and had a bad enough record to get a top draft pick to hopefully get your franchise quarterback. They went on to trade their franchise left tackle and franchise safety for more draft picks to quote unquote set up the organization. What happened was the wrong guys did the drafting and those picks became bust after bust after bust. So three years in, the Dolphins have gone backwards and this rebuild looks broken. Luby's law for today is, the idea of change and rebuilding is wonderful in theory. However, unless you have the right person leading the charge, you can turn bad into worse. Clean house, be smart, and build the right offensive line are all the right things to do. Miami did none of those and we are still waiting to see if they can ever figure it out. This is Luby's Law. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.